Joe, I'm doing the accounts and... And we are raking in all that sweet, sweet podcast cash. Well, no, actually, we're, we're really in the red. We can't afford the rent this month. What? But the first episode had over 100 downloads. Yeah, it's a free podcast. This this can't be right. I'm phoning our accountant. You see, this is part of the problem. Why have you hired an accountant for a free podcast? We can't afford them. So hold on. How much do we make per... It's a free podcast. Can't you call Squarespace? They're throwing money at any old shit. Well, not now that you've said that. So we've got no money at all? Less than that. We're in heaps of debt. Well, I guess that means... Yeah, we're going to have to move back in with our parents. And I guess that means we'll have to make her... A phone call to see if I can crash in the spare room until I get back on my feet, yeah. No, no, Graham, you're meant to say emergency mixtape. I'm not doing that. But we we talked about this. That was going to be the catchphrase at, at the start of every episode. I, I thought you liked the catchphrase. Yeah, and I also thought I wouldn't be living with my parents when I'm 30. Oh, please say it. No. Graham, I, I, I guess it's time to make an... I guess it's time to make an... Well, I guess it's time to make an... Emergency mixtape. Hello and welcome to Joe and Graham's Emergency Mixtape. I'm Joe. And I'm Graham. And this is the podcast where we invite our favourite people from the world of comedy and music to help us make a mixtape for every eventuality. Today we are joined by comedian Jenny Collier. Hello, Jenny. Hello. Uh, so this is a podcast about mixtapes and playlists. Are you someone who makes mixtapes or playlists? I don't, really. I've just got all my songs in one giant playlist. Does it even count as that? Songs on... Just for, so one playlist of all the and songs. everything, yeah. It used to be thinking that they used to be starred songs on Spotify, didn't they? And you'd build up uh, all the songs you'd oh, starred. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm quite late to the game, being Welsh. <laughs> uh, do you have mixtapes made for you? Um, I used to have um, cassettes and CDs made for me when I was in school and uni. And for, we, we discussed this with former Caffrey as well. I'm very, I feel like there's a divide between the people who make tapes and the people who have them. Yeah. And I think the people that make them want to be people that have them made for them. Um, We're very much makers. Yes. <laughs> who made you mixtapes? Um, friends in school and ex-boyfriends, but they were bo- they were boyfriends at the time. Right. Um, so it wasn't, it was, <laughs> wasn't trying to win you back with a mixtape. Um, no. uh, what, what were their, what kind of stuff was going in, so what were the friends mixtapes? Like, um, I remember a girl once made me like a party, one for my birthday that was lots of songs that were meant to be quite celebratory. Oh, to be played at to be played at a party or mm, I think just around my birth week. Oh, okay. Just to feel joy, try and feel joyous about aging, and then others were just what the person was listening to at the time and thought I'd like. Once I got sent one by a boyfriend while we were going out, and he sent me one, and he wrote the list of all the tracks that were on it, and I read it before I listened to the CD, and they were all tracks like. Um, Losing Touch, Crippling Blow, <laughs> um, Good Night, Travel Well. And I was like, 
I spoke to him on the phone. I was like, is this your way of breaking up with me? And it turned out it was just the Killers album, but he hadn't put that it was oh, Killers. So he, <laughs> it wasn't even a mixtape, no. it was just a, a Killers just album. Just the wow. Killers album. Yeah, I am a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week we are making a mixtape. Uh, well, so I'm going to hand over to Graham to introduce this episode's mixtape. Okay. So this week, for one reason or another, we are moving in with our parents. It could be because of the economic downturn, could be because we miss them. But for whatever reason, we're moving in with the parents. So we're soundtracking the moving in, the lifting, shifting, and the feelings. Uh, the first track choice is yours, Graham. It is, yes, it is. So um, later on, I focus on the practical imposition of moving back in, but I think the main thing I wanted to focus on was the ensuing paranoia that's associated with it. I think when you move back as an adult, it's reasonable to say you might think you're quite defeated in some way. Uh, It's not what you intended to do. In these uh, trying times, it's financially responsible in some ways to move back in with the parents. Um, So I've gone for... Everybody Here Hates You by Courtney Barnett. I never know, am I pronouncing your name? Is it Barnett or Barnett? Well, I just had to retake this when I said Barrett. So, okay. it's not <laughs> so I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, what, yeah, that was your first listen. What, what, what do you think of Courtney Barnett and what's your first impression? I enjoyed it. It's quite a chilled out song, even though it's meant to be about paranoia. Was it? I think because uh, I, I was looking up before we you went before we appropriated it to mm. being about moving in with your parents. I think it's um, about kind of bad relationships and you're you kind of think well it's going to be okay. You're putting on a brave face. Um, so it's probably mildly offensive that I'm appropriating it to be about moving in with your parents, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it fits. So yes, yeah, so this is about complicated relationships with our parents. I would say so, um, and I think the main thing I was focusing on here is the, uh, the the embarrassment of moving in, but I stand by it. I think it's a financially sound move, and I think you're better for it. Yeah, so we're, we're of, I think we are that generation that, that lived, that moved back in with our parents, and, and that's, uh, that's more of a thing for, I think, for, it's a very millennial thing, isn't it, to have to move back in with your parents and feel quite infantilised by that. Yeah. Mm. I think it's especially when it's your old bedroom as well. There's nothing worse than when it's like your old bedroom with presumably the same because I presume they kind of keep it as like a shrine to you when you leave. So <laughs> it's still got the same posters. And mine, mine has all the art I did in my GCSE years, Aww. which is incredibly pretentious. <laughs> um, so there's one uh, um, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds picture that I did with like a big tangerine tree that I, I stand by. But everything else is very pretentious. You went, you went literal, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I had a very little kaleidoscope eyes and it had um, uh, some marmalade in the sky, something like that. Yeah, um, there was no no subtleties to that piece. Because um, you, you're obviously a comedian. Yeah. Did you, when you were working your way up, often people have to move in with their parents for a little bit before they go pro, or they have to work. What did you move in with your parents' store? Spend any time there? No, I've been I've been on my tod in London. For nine years. I lived with my parents for a bit after uni, hmm. but um, I haven't lived with them for ages. Although, I don't rule it out. Like, I'm still at the point every now and again where I'm like, I could just reset, go back. Because I think living in London, it's like, anybody my age living in London is either married with children living in a delightful home 
or they're a lost soul. <laughs> and so I'm in the like second category and it's a bit, it's not ideal. So yeah. I've still got loads of stuff at my parents in like boxes and stuff. And every now and again, I'm like, maybe I'll just go back there for a little bit. But I haven't caved yet. We'll see. I, don't, you're, I was reminded of, have you seen the thing that someone does on Twitter around Christmas time if people are taking pictures of their childhood bedroom, they've moved back? <laughs> no. Have you seen those? They, I can't remember, there's a hashtag, I can't remember what it is, but um, they, people take photos of what they're... Because that's always a weird thing, going back to your parents for Christmas, and it feels very... That those dynamics you had as a child come back out again mm. and Christmas is such a family time and it kind of yeah. reenacts itself but you're an adult yeah. going back into that and so. then throw alcohol into the mix and then you're having tantrums <laughs> like yeah. you're a child again have you, been, have you been drunk with your parents? oh yeah ah, I've, I've I don't remember being sober with them <laughs> I, I couldn't be drunk around my parents. Never I don't. I don't. I don't drink a lot anyway, and I get drunk very easily. I have been a little, little bit tipsy around my in-laws. I did not like the experience. <laughs> I felt very out of control. Uh, oh, see, I've never done. I, I've been very drunk around my also very drunk parents. Never with the in-laws though. That's no. My, my parents are. I mean, my in-laws aren't big drinkers, but they they are people that will um, that will have a glass of wine. My parents aren't really. I've, n- I've never seen my parents drunk. I see. Now also, I is it a stereotype or all Scottish? So <laughs> is that... That's fine if I say it, isn't it? I think if you say it, it's think, fine, okay. yeah. If I said it, it would be racist. <laughs> I'm Welsh as well, so maybe it's a Celtic thing. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's too much um, uptight Englishness in me to be <laughs> drunk around my parents. Um, next track choice is mine, and I have chosen Racing in the Street by Bruce Springsteen. This, Bruce Springsteen is one of those, particularly the first few notes of that song that just really makes me think of home. Mm. Uh, my dad's a massive Bruce Springsteen fan and Springsteen, a lot of my music tastes I get from my dad. So you've got me with Bob Dylan, Tom Waits, um, and even Nick Cave and like them were initially and Morrissey are people that I got from my dad. Um, but he's a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. I've never quite got Springsteen. It's always been very, it feels very American to me. And mm. I realise that's not in and of itself a criticism, but it, it's, um, uh, I've just never quite got it. And I've always found, been very um, curious about what my dad likes about it, because he's the one my dad is, is obsessive about. So if, if Springsteen does two dates in London, my dad will go to both nights wow. and stay overnight and watch them both. And I always feel like Springsteen kind of sings about things which must be quite alien. My, 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 you know, my dad's, uh, you know, has a fairly kind of small C conservative lifestyle as a probation officer. Uh, you know, he's been married um, for, uh, for about 30 years. He's um, got two children who have grown up and moved out, and, and you know, and, and he has this fairly kind of um, small C conservative lifestyle, but then he really likes songs about um, street racing. And I, I've, I'm always very kind of fascinated by that. Um, I just think Springs, those opening notes have a really kind of homely. Mm. Um, do you guys get um, so my wife gets real like nostalgia about music so mm. if she sees her friends from school she there go let's put on some Stained and I'll go let's, let's not put on some <laughs> Stained please can we not uh, but they've listened to Stained and go oh, and they they think it's shit but they 
like, yeah. like the memory mm. of it, the memories of oh, it. The, 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 of the nostalgia trumps the quality every time. I see. I don't get that in the same way, but I think maybe I do a bit with this in that it just. I feel like I get like a like a visual thing of of my of driving up to my parents' house when that music comes on. Yeah. But a lot of stuff I don't get. What are your nostalgia songs? Um. Too many to mention. At the moment, I'm listening to a, a mixtape that a friend made me when I used to work in a call centre, and that's got things on it like Slayer. And Slayer's quite cool for nostalgia, though, isn't it? Slayer. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it's a real mixed bag. So it's got things like it's got a bit of Maximo Park, Panic in the Disco. Ooh, that's that's um, it's I think it, start, cool. it started off on the like soft stuff like the Maximo Park, um, Coheed and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. They were like. Yeah. A, but they like a new metal? Yeah. 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 And uh, the whole album is meant to be like getting me into metal because by the end it was like Slayer and stuff. Um, and I've been listening to it recently and it just takes me right back to being in the call centre and everybody being into that and it is proper nostalgic. Not that it's the kind of thing that I would necessarily go, oh, have a nice listen to that. But it, it is kind of, yeah, it takes you back. Do you get, I think what it, the difference between the thing I don't get which my wife has is that like I have a nostalgia around Springsteen that kind of reminds me of home and it's not necessarily something I'm really into but I still kind of like it. But she has a thing where she can go, this is shit, but I enjoy the feelings it gives me and I think that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, so. I mean some of these tracks on the Metal album, there are parts of it where I'm like, are these adult men singing like, <laughs> bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> like I can't do it how they do it but yeah it's not like easy on the ear mm. but it is like a nice trip down memory lane yeah I agree I think there's bands I would listen to now that I never would have listened to at the time purely for the nostalgia because you know how they say um, they will say when you get older you supposedly get more right wing I found <laughs> I just enjoy my, chem- my chemical romance a lot more <laughs> That's, that's really so you got into my chemical romance as, a, as an adult. I mean, so don't, don't, don't say it too loud. <laughs> but there was, I think, like, cause for, for me, like, it was Marilyn Manson was, like, my teenage band. Mm. And, uh, and I don't know if I would be into... I still think it's quite good, but I don't know if I would have got on board that mm. now or whether I, it was a... Well, I think I went the opposite way. I think there's a lot of bands I would have liked to have liked... But I think I was just a bit... I thought I was a bit too cool. Yeah. I was like, I'm not... I like, you know... Megadeth. I'm not listening to My Chemical Romance, although secretly I'd quite like to. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally have that. I have, yeah, the best thing of being in, being thirty is that I can listen to like like Dolly Parton and go, "This is brilliant." And <laughs> I assumed it was bad because I was like a teenager and I thought it was country music and it was all rubbish. And well, it's always that. Um, it's always that phrase, isn't it? We say I, I like all gen- all genres of music apart from country and rap. That's yeah, that's what we say as a teenager. And now that those are my two favourite. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so this is that I can really like visualise this song when I'm coming home to to see my parents moving back in, and uh, just feels like a like a warm hug. This song. Our next song is one of yours, Graham. So I also wanted to focus on the practical aspect of moving back in with your parents. Um, Generally, there isn't as much room. You're probably in a converted garage, if not your own teenage room, as we mentioned earlier. Um, I think this song has a double meaning, which I'll get to after the song. Um, But I have gone for I Can't Move by Martin Creed. (laughs) 
Thank you. Uh, I liked it a lot. So I hadn't heard everyone, I hadn't heard Martin Creed. I'm worried what I'm about to say is racist. It reminded me of Malcolm Middleton a little bit. Is that, is that allowed to say? No, I think that's obscure enough to be okay. If okay. you'd said the Proclaimers. That would not be okay. Yeah, yeah that, would, that would have been... There's a little bit of Malcolm Middleton there. Is, is that fair to say? I think so. He's an interesting guy, Martin Creed. He was, I don't know if you've seen the Turner Prize, I think, winner? Which was a, uh, it was in the Tate Modern, which is the light going on and off. Uh, yeah, that was him. Wow. Yeah. Multi-talented, I mean, arguably multi-talented guy. Yeah. What was the light going on and off meant to signify? I think it was light going on (laughs) and wait for it going on I I, I don't really know to be honest Um, I think it probably had a very big I I went with school to go and see it and um, I'm sure it had some very big placard saying oh it's it it, it was just a light going on and on yeah I re- yeah, I really don't want to be one of those people that slags off modern art and goes, oh, anyone could do that. But sometimes there are things like that, and you think, what's the... But anyone didn't do it, Martin did it. Yeah, but there's a plat like, I suppose he must have had something that you, you have to get a platform to to do, to be able to do stuff like that. I would imagine so. I mean, I don't know which, what started first. I, don't know, I, I believe he was an artist first and then became a musician, but I'm sure right. somebody will correct me if, that's, if that wasn't the case. Um... But yeah, I think if you've got the clout, why not? I, I think if I if I was a successful musician, I would definitely be a modern artist. I would love that. It feels the song feels cramped. It's got out. I can't move. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it certainly addresses the physical space issue, which is is a real issue when you're moving in with with parents. But I think it also addresses the important issue of negative equity as well. Yes. <laughs> um, what I, I always um, reminded me of when you go home and I still have like a. Not a child's bed, but like a single bed at my parents' house. And sometimes, uh, in the past, me and my wife had tried to sleep in the single bed, and it was really mm. horrible. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it is. Um, you do feel like when you go back to your parents' house that you're moving into their house, and that you're mm. kind of not really meant to be there. And there's some boxes and. Oh, very much so. Mm. I think it's got this this Alice in Wonderland sort of quality to it, where it just everything's a bit too. You're a bit too big for everything. Yeah. Is, is your, have you got stuff in your childhood room? Yeah, well, it's not my childhood room because my parents moved when I was 18. So ah. as I went to uni, they moved to house. Um, but when I come back in the holidays, it kind of felt like my room. So what, what is the room? It's, a, it's the spare room, is it then? Uh, what's the... Yeah, it's just one a, a bedroom in the house that I, is now mine, in inverted commas, where it's, so it's got all my books on the bookshelf and it's got boxes of my things that couldn't fit in my London room. Okay. And so it's my room when I go back and in the holidays I think they wanted to make it like my home room. So when I'd come home it's like Ah, so it doesn't have any doesn't have your parents' things in it? <clears throat> Not many like the wardrobe's got clothes in that aren't mine, but Jen right. most of the other stuff in there is mine. Ah. But it's not like a child room. It's not like you know craft things made when I was three. Actually, no, there probably are. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's all just transferred. But it's a double bed, little sink, you know, feels like, I don't know, it's just a room, isn't it? Yeah. But it's I'd full of, very... follow my crap. <laughs> no. I have a very small room, and it's my parents' stuff has been moved in. The rats live in my room. Oh, no! Yeah, there's an, uh, domestic rats. Oh, OK. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. It's not the rats have been allowed to um, live. Um, yeah, there's rats and, and gym equipment. I also, as, as a 
quirky teenager was allowed to paint my bedroom however I wanted it and I um, painted it bright orange with purple lightning bolts going down the side wow. that's now been painted over with <laughs> pastel colours um, which I'm still sad about <laughs> so that was that I got moved our next choice is one of Jenny's the next song is 7475 by The Connells What was your reasoning for picking the song? Um, well, it, when it came out, I would hear it a lot when I was like working at my dad's shop or like just in my dad's shop because it would play on the radio. What was your dad's? Sorry, Nita, what was your dad's shop? Um, a pottery. Wow! <laughs> so making pots and selling. Them? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was cool, and so we'd go there quite a lot in the summer holidays, um, and so that would play quite a lot because it was like a mega one-hit wonder, I think, mm. for them. Um, and it's just a really nostalgic sounding song that even when I'd listen to it then I'd feel like gives you gives you pangs you're right it's, I really like the way you describe it as like a nostalgic sounding song because I, I it's a song which I'm not sure if I've heard before but mm. I feel like it's it like reminds me of all, like of, of being it feels nostalgic but yeah. it's like a really weird thing to say yeah. but it definitely does it's like nostalgia in advance yeah because it's like I listened to it when I was too young to feel nostalgic, really, but it was almost like realising that you're not going to be a child forever and you're going to have to do your own... You're going to have to look after yourself and not live not live at your parents forever. Yeah, that's such a good description of being nostalgic in advance. I was really into, I don't know if you know, Joseph Arthur. No, I don't so know. He was someone I was into like in my late teens. And because I think when you're a teenager, you know or when you're a child. The, like the relationships you have, the friendships you have, and the relationship, the specific relationship you have with your parents, mm. is never going to be the same, and you kind of know that. Mm. Whereas as an adult, probably the relationships I have now, I'll kind of stay friends with them for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah. And, you know, I have my wife for the rest of my life, that kind of thing. And I think that, yeah, there is that. Yeah, I totally get that. I can imagine being young and listening to that and knowing that almost like this is a this is a moment that's not going to last forever. Yeah, and like the lyrics don't really make sense. I don't think when if you. Listen to them. They don't make a lot of sense. What, but it's, what are the lyrics? I've heard it, but what, what are the lyrics? Just... Well, it's, it's one of these, like, Europop songs where it's just, like, lots of kind of cliché-sounding mm. sentences. OK. Um, but it's just, I don't know, I don't know much about music, whether it's, like, minor chords or something, but it's, like, if I, I listen to it in the right mood, I will have a cry. Like, it's one of, the, one of them ones. So the next song choice is Me, and it is I Want to Grow Up by Colleen Green. I saw Colleen Green here in Southampton and it was brilliant, there weren't many people there, it was fantastic though and um, it was just after that, that whole album is a kind of almost concept album about wanting to grow up and being mature but being kind of stuck in uh, being a kind of young slacker I suppose. Um, she goes up on stage and she says, I just want to say this is the first time I've performed live without drinking alcohol beforehand and that's, that's a really big deal for me so thank you and everyone claps. And then about three or four minutes later of her like restarting the song about five or six times, <laughs> I think, like, oh mate, have a little, maybe just, uh, maybe next time uh, not drink, maybe have a little drink to steady your nerves. Um, but she did, uh, once she got going and steadied her nerves, she was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, she's just, she's just so cool. Um, yeah. I follow her on Instagram and she, like all her merch she makes herself and does all like, the, all her own artwork. Cool. And she's got this real kind of like DIY vibe to what she does. 
and um, I think that album's great and it really encapsulates that feeling of I you know I want to go I want to be an adult and mm. I think that I think our parents generation they want to be younger they want to keep hold of their youth whereas I feel like I our generation are kind of going well we want to be mature we want to have a mortgage mm. but there's things holding us us back from yeah. that I say that like that's just fact is that a thing that we we're, we are, we're similar ages like is that a, a thing we feel that we we're a generation that wants to grow up I would be delighted to live an adult-style life, so to own a home, not have to sweep up somebody else's tobacco and cocaine off the <laughs> room floor. You'd still have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would like to... But but then this job means that you, you're always a little bit in touch with your childish side. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you can't, you can't be completely sensible. Mm. You've got to be a bit kind of... Uh, yeah, I get that. Mm. But I think, so, so, yeah, but I suppose maybe comics see a, a difference. Maybe comics aren't a, a good sample yeah. of, of our generation, <laughs> but we've, we've chosen to be kind of perpetual students. Yeah. Um, just things like getting up later and late in the day, like I'm mm. like starting to feel kind of guilty for getting up at half eleven, twelve. I was feeling really guilty, but do you know what I did? Set my alarm for just half an hour earlier or an hour <laughs> earlier get up just a little bit earlier and then you can feel really so you feel like you're getting up for yeah, something yeah. yeah I sometimes get up um, at a time with nine in the title wow. it's not nine o'clock <laughs> but it's sometimes like 9.45 or 9.30 and then I'm like oh my god what a businesswoman <laughs> so yeah I, I always when, I, when we see uh, friends who have profit jobs that I'm I do then go, oh, I'm kind of glad that I do comedy and mm. that I don't. And, and, you know, and they're like, oh, it's a weeknight, oh, it's, it's 8 o'clock, yeah. I need to go home. Um, I, I do think, oh, I am glad that I don't, don't yeah. have to do that. It sounds like a nightmare game. I've got friends who get up at, like, 5 or 6 in the morning for work, and that just sounds horrible. <laughs> so I think it's our final song, and it's over to Jenny again. This one is Lounger by Dogs Dying Hot Cars. Why did you choose this song, Jenny? I chose this song because I thought it a bit of an upbeat one compared to the other one I picked, which is a bit of a tearjerker. And because it's it's quite upbeat about things to do with staying a child. So not cleaning your room, not eating your greens. Even though I love my greens and I always have a tidy room, it just, I like the me the message of not caring and mm. just being a child, being young, carefree, messing about, lounging. It's nice to think of the things you can, uh, of, so it reminds me of Andrew O'Neill, I saw him, a future guest on this podcast, um, doing a kids gig and he said to the kids, it's brilliant being a grown up, I don't have to go to bed at all. And I was <laughs> so impressed. And it is, I remember when I first moved out and being like, It'd be two in the morning and yeah. I'd just go, I'm going to order a pizza and I'm going to eat a whole pizza. <laughs> and, um, and you know, no one can tell you what to do yeah. as an adult, even if you have moved back in with your parents, you're your own person. Exactly. But you can still do all those things which you were, were, were stopped from doing as a child. Yeah. I like it a lot. I think it's a great choice. And uh, it feels like we have gone through the, the struggle of, of uh, not um, having enough space in our parents' house. We've coped with the nostalgia. We cope with the shame of moving in. And it feels like this is a song where we're going to be at peace with 
of where we are. We live yeah. back with our parents. Just acceptance, yeah, I would mm. say so. Uh, but we can, we can do what we want. Uh, are there any other songs which people thought about putting in which they they didn't uh, uh, put in? Um, bit of Jimi Hendrix, because that was one of the first albums that we got as a, a compact disc. Wow. And it was like an event for the family, <laughs> because we were like, oh, we've got this magic rainbow-coloured disc. <laughs> put it in the thing, and we'd never heard it before, and my dad was like, wait till you listen to this. And we were all like, fair play, it's pretty good. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix is one of those things that does blow your mind the first time you hear it. Yeah. Where you go, wow, what, what is this? Yeah. Um, I was thinking of, uh, I was young when I left home by Bob Dylan. And there's a great... Oh, I see, yeah. There's a great... Um, uh, I'm not sure if it was recorded as a Noni or Anthony, but, but a Noni version of that song, uh, which is very beautiful. Um, I've got some which were suggested online, if people would like to suggest... Songs for future podcasts, they can go to at emixpod on Twitter or facebook.com forward slash emixpod. Uh, so here's a few. Uh, Rue Barrett said, making plans for Nigel. That's a by ecstasy. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, Fight for your right to party by the Beastie Boys from Drew Taylor. I think that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah really. nice. Uh, should I stay or should I go by the Smash? <laughs> I like. Um, a couple of people said, back to the old house by the Smiths. Uh, yes, I think a little on the nose, but I like it. Yeah, this was suggested for the um, the quitting a job one. I think that Pete Walsh said that he, and maybe you're picking this from the previous podcast, that he quit a job and then went back to it and listened to Back mm. to the Old Place, Back to the Old House on the way to the job <laughs> he was going back it's, to. It's not just the only song he's ever heard. He's just got that and listened to it on repeat. So this is great, I don't need to listen to it anymore, it fits with everything. Uh, so, someone on Facebook has said that both their parents are dead, so they would listen to Going Underground by the Jam. <laughs> uh, but hang on, but their house isn't buried, just to clarify. Yeah, unless they chose to be buried with their house, so I'm not sure. Um, Susan Morris said, Walls come, come Tumbling Down by the Star Council. Mm. It's got two poor wellers so far. Uh, Ros Ryan says, Rage Against the Machine. She doesn't specify a song, <laughs> but I think we know that she means killing the name off. That's got to be... Won't do what you tell me. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be that song. Yeah. Uh, Our House by Madness. Um, my friend Emily has suggested Because I Got High by Afro Man. I feel like we have very different uh, households that we've been looking back to. My, uh, my good wife suggested, which, which is a bit of a counterpoint to the ones we've been talking about, really, uh, Beatles When I'm 64. So you're kind of moving back in for another reason, and you're old and decrepit. Oh, I see. Yeah. Almost like palliative care, I guess. So, so the, the parents are saying, when I'm 64, were you still...? Well, it was a quick journey, so we didn't specify, but I think okay. it, could, it could be um, the when uh, you're moving back when you're 64, because they're very old and... Oh, I see. So, what, were you so yeah. It's a whole new sad kind of aspect. Well, you've got to keep in yeah. the will, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> about that time. <laughs> Um, we've got to get out of this place by the animals, as Omira suggested. Uh, the weekend starts here by Fatboy Slim, and Glenn Weston says has said "Home" by Michael Bublé, and then said "Don't judge." But I am. I absolutely yeah. will judge that. <laughs> that is, I know there's some things which is kind of cliche to say these. Like I don't think Coldplay are as bad as people say they are, but Michael Bublé is shit. <laughs> That's objectively shit. That is all of our extra tax. Thank you for joining us, Jenny. Uh, before we thank you. Uh, before we go, uh, you're working on a new fringe show. Can you tell us about that? Yes, my show is called The Gen Commandments, and it's on at four forty-five. 
at Cabaret Voltaire. Please come, listeners. <laughs> Jenny's a fantastic comedian. I would recommend you go and see her show. Uh, thank you for joining us. And if you, the listener, have enjoyed the show, then please rate and review us on iTunes. Also, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. They're both at emixpod. Uh, so especially if you'd like to contribute to the bonus tracks for future mixtapes. That's all from us. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Mum. Bye, Dad. Bye, Graham's mum and dad. Hold on, I thought you'd been living with your parents. Oh, no. I couldn't move back in with my parents. I'm 30 years old. How embarrassing would that be? I've been living with your parents. Did they know about this? I mean, I don't know if they knew about it as such, no. Oh, the, those noises in the attic, that was... That was me! And when we could hear someone listening to Stained and Crying, that was... That was someone else. Can we stop talking about this? God, move on. We're not living there anymore. Stop looking backwards. Start moving forwards. We've got a long drive, so put on the mixtape for when you're moving out from the parents of your podcast co-host where you've been secretly living in the attic for a month whilst listening to New Metal and Crying. Uh, I'm not sure if we've done that one yet.